Welcome to KC Corner, episode 26. And I was trying to think of a number 26 athlete. You said you had one. Of course you have one. It's your best friend. It's Caleb oh, Jakes. Oh, there we go. There the we big go. right-handed, hard-throwing <laughs> Caleb Jakes, number 26. Big old, the, curve, big old spike curveball. Exactly, <laughs> for the Rollin' Tars, man. You know, That's a good call. Didn't even think of it. I was made, thinking pro, guys. <laughs> well, he should have been pro, but... The Sunshine State Conference, uh, you know. Greatest uh, pitcher of all time. Exactly. He, <laughs> he made uh, all conference. So, uh, anyway, there's a shout out to my boy, Caleb. You know, he's the uh, the only kid who didn't go to Covenant College um, of my the four. Outlier. The outlier. And he came, he went right the here rebel. to Rollins, which was so awesome because I could see so many of the games, which was just incredible. So, hey, shout out to you, number 26, Caleb Ward Jakes. And you were uh, playing some golf yesterday, being an athlete as well, on your day off. Well, that's exactly right. It wasn't yesterday; it was Monday. Monday. That's so what it's you know, well, it's, I it's, got what the day old days messed up. So uh, <laughs> I know I do too, which was great. Uh, I got out with my uh, number thirteen. Uh, that's that's my boy JP. JP <laughs> and I got out, and Brooks, we were we were out at Redtail, which you know that we love. It's out in the Sorrento area, and mm-hmm. we got out there on a Monday afternoon at two ten. And it was cheaper at two ten, you know. So you did. It was like twenty dollars. They because it's one hundred and ninety. It's one hundred ninety degrees, and they they it's aerated the greens, and it was just like uh, so. But we had the whole place to ourselves. That's so nice. Don't have people breathing down your neck. Right yeah, there. no one in front, no one in back. It was it was it was magical. It really All right, was. we can, we can get to something or things that people care about now. I'm sure like five of our listeners. <laughs> Wait play a minute, golf. they, they don't care about my son. You know, come on. <laughs> They don't care about your golf game. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. No, not many people do. <laughs> so looking back at uh, what you meant to say this past week in this singing to the God who created me. Well, I love Psalm 139. It, it's so rich and deep uh, that David has written to us inspired by the Holy Spirit. And again, I think that the one thing I really meant to say, and we've talked about this as a family even yesterday, uh, was the fact that where do we find our worth? If it is true, we have a God who's created us, and he's created us fearfully and wonderfully. I mean, he created us in his image. So we praise God for who he is. We praise God for how he's created us. And the reality is, is where do we look to find our worth? Um, And we typically, as humans, we look all over the place. You know, am am I good enough because of my job? You know, am I good enough because of my looks? Am I good enough because of my worth, uh, my my financial worth or whatever? but just think about it, Brooks. If we really found our identity and our security in the God who made us as we are, gave us the gifts we have, gave us what we have, places where we are, uh, if we were so secure in that, uh, I, I really feel like we are talking as a family of how um, how secure we would be as people, and you know how that would drive out our insecurity, and you know and how. It would probably drive out our selfishness because we wouldn't have to be seeking for security, trying to grab onto it, uh, mm-hmm. trying to hold onto it. If, if we're free just to look at our God and know that we are right with him and he has made us, uh, it seems that a lot of other stuff that seem important should fade to the background. And it seems like we should live with a confidence. It's kind of weird. You think... If you find your identity only in God, which, uh, or something else, or, well, let's just say with God, um, you might think, well, am I going to be confident enough in myself? And it's amazing how God has made us in his image. He's never, remember, he never made us to be independent of him. But the more we find our dependence upon him, the more we find our confidence, mm-hmm. the more we find our step, the more we find our worth. And so 
Um, it, this, the Psalm 139 should really impact us the way we live. Yeah, and what you're talking about, like trying to put on your <clears throat> best foot forward of when you start dating or with your boss or something, that can be exhausting. You're just trying to be someone you're not. You're trying to be your perfect self and find your worth in that, and it's pretty much impossible. I mean, you can maybe try and do it for that first impression, but you can't keep that up for the Never. Long you know, the truth is going to seep out, isn't it? It and, is. And the reality is, is we all long to be known and we long to be loved. Mm -hmm. And the question is, if we're really known, are we lovable? Mm -hmm. And so the beautiful thing is, Listen, God knows us better than we know ourselves. I mean, if he's knowing our thoughts before we, they, they come out our mouth or whatever, if he knows, and he does, that's a little scary. Mm -hmm. You think about without the cross, that really is scary. His knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's too high, the psalmist will say. But it's also, it's like, oh my goodness, mm -hmm. if I'm really known. Um, but in Christ Jesus, we are known and loved, which is so beautiful. And I think you said uh, strive to be like fully known and fully loved. Putting on that best foot forward for that first date, that's not being fully known. That's no, like no. That, ti <laughs> that tiny little piece of you. Exactly. Fully known, fully loved is knowing everything and your bad days, good days, you know, everything. so true, Brooks. I think like those first dates, it's like to be fully fooled. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Let me just fully fool them. You know, hey, I'm fine. I got it all together, you know. <laughs> and that's it's no fun. It's no fun. But, you know, just picture a first date, Brooks, if they were really real. Like, okay, listen, I got mom issues. I got a, I'm probably too close to my mom. I got a strained relationship with my dad, you know. Yeah, you just come my, out of the gates hot. Exactly. These are my bad habits. I mean, there's no way in the world you ever see that person again. Yeah, it wouldn't last long for sure. Yeah, that's for true. For sure. Yeah. So looking ahead to this next week, uh, continuing the Summertime Songs series. Yeah, this is uh, singing to the God who will fulfill His purpose for me. Man, that's a mouthful, isn't yeah, it? It's is. a, I, 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 I might Mouth need Siri's to, yelling at me. You know, come on, Siri. <laughs> See, she's excited about it. She can't wait to jump in. And by the way, when we made a nice transition, pip, uh, transition pivoting to what I hope to say was perfect timing because I was about ready to jump onto that dating question with you, Brooks. Oh, we, no. might have to, we might have to get back to that here in a little bit. But, but anyway, let's move on. So. Um, you know, I started in Psalm 130, singing to the God who forgives us. And then I was going to do Psalm 138 and 139, which I am doing, mm -hmm. but I was going to do them in order. Um, as a matter of fact, one time I was going to do Psalm 135, but let me get to the point. <laughs> um, I really felt like in order to make sense of things was we have to first sing to a God who forgives us and then sing to a God who's created us just as we are. And then um, sing to a God who will fulfill his purpose for me, which uh, this again, it's attributed to David who it's a beautiful song that Psalm that reminds us that God is both mighty and strong and he's near. And I love that because that's what we got to sing to our God about a God who is all powerful and all loving at the same time, who's, who's beyond us and yet next to us. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a uh, transcendent yet imminent. And that's, that's kind of how the theologians boiled it down you know you want a transcendent above all things god and what yet an imminent right next to me god but the psalmist says david says hey god is going to fulfill his purpose for me and that's what we're going to unpack because i i sit here in this chair oftentimes and i long for more you know i i, I want to be a better pastor i want to be a better preacher i want to you know do what i could do to, to build our church and um, and I often have this longing and I think, ah, oh, how do I, how do I get there? And there's such peace to me, for me and for all of us is that, you know, God is the one who made us, but he's also the one. And here's how it says it in Philippians one, six, 
God who began a good work in us will complete it. Um, you know, he'll bring it to completion the day of Christ Jesus. And so, or Romans 8 says it, you know, that there's this chain, the God who has loved us, there, there's nothing's going to separate us from his love. And he, it's, he's going to, his plan is going to unfold, you mm -hmm. know? And so, um, I, I, uh, I sometimes get wrapped up with, uh, trying really hard for the next step or to get better. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like I'm just stuck. <laughs> and, uh, um, when you, he when you hear the reality that, that God is so at work in our life that he will fulfill, his plans for us. And, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this, Brooks, I know we're getting kind of deep into it, but my last thing will be, it's, it's a mystery to me because I know that it re will require us dying to ourselves and living for him. It doesn't, it doesn't, it shouldn't make us passive. Okay. Well, God's going to fulfill his purpose for me. So what, what does it matter? I'm mm -hmm. just going to do whatever I want. Um, but you know, that purpose ultimately is for us to live for the glory of our great God and the good of our neighbor. And mm -hmm. I just love our motto um, because it really reminds us what's truly important. And you kind of talked about that last week of God being omnip om omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent, easy yeah. for me to say, and that we don't have to fear. So I like that you're kind of continuing on that path of you know recognizing that he is all-powerful yet all-loving at the same time. Yeah, and, and it's kind of under the reality that it's his hand of providence as well. I mean, all these things... It's God's story that's unfolding. Mm -hmm. And the great part of this is, is that we are not going to be an outlier to God's story that somehow changes the direction or, mm -hmm. you know, he uses our prayers and our thoughts and our lives to accomplish his will. And there's a mystery to that. But I love the fact that it's his plan that's unfolding and, and it's going to unfold mm -hmm. and it's going to happen and his his purpose for me. And, you know, we can look back at our lives and I certainly can. And I'm a little bit older than you and say, you know, hey, um, I, I thought my life was going to unfold in a different direction. You mm -hmm. know, and I, I thought um, I thought I was going to be uh, at my last church until I retired. But God had King's Chapel uh, mm -hmm. for us. And I'm so grateful he did. I'm just loving it, you know. <laughs> so if my plan unfolded, it would have unfolded one way, but God is going to fulfill his purpose for us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy who right out of college worked in New York city in the business world and, and eventually, guy. yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> more of sales and finance to be honest with you. But anyway, um, but it ends up here It ends up in the ministry and, and, you know, you, you can see Brooks, I mean, you're, let me think, we shouldn't, we shouldn't say ages here, should we? So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 24. You're, yeah, okay. <laughs> you're 24. Um, so you're, you're, you know, you, you had a, a thought of baseball and, you know, and then back surgery at 15, was 14, it? Yeah. 14. Um, and then, you know, trying and see if we could still make it a go at Rollins and then going over to UCF and just how that has been a blessing and how the things have unfolded for you. And so, you know, you, even your life, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say even your life, even your little life, Brooks. I mean, even I my say, meaningful little <laughs> tiny life. <laughs> well, you know, even within 24 years, you could see God's hand and God's mm -hmm. story unfold. And there's, there's always in a broken world going to be challenges like mm -hmm. back surgery at 14, you yep. know, and, uh, um, I know that you walked nine holes yesterday in the heat and, oh, yeah. and, and, and I know that you know, you, your, your foot's not the same after oh, yeah. that surgery, but I also know you 
eagled number six. It's yeah, a, no, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> pretty darn nice, my man. So anyway, um, that's just a joy to be reminded that God's plan is unfolding. It is, and it's very easy for us to make ourselves the focal point of his story uh, uh, and make it, it about our story. You know, I think naturally, Brooks, that's what we want to do. And mm-hmm. we know we want to be... First of all, we want to own the story and uh, we want to be the hero of the story. And, mm-hmm. you know, that that's what Satan did in the very beginning to draw us away from God. He said, did God really say? I mean, is, is God's story really enough? And will you really die if you shall you know, sin? And so mm-hmm. we start questioning God. We start questioning his story telling of us or, mm-hmm. you know, or his story folding uh, around, unfolding around us. And we want our own, and that's that's the height of sinfulness, and what Jesus came to drive out. So, yeah, yeah, I think even more so for Americans, you know, preach the American dream from a mm-hmm. young age, and you can do it, and put your pull your bootstraps together, everything like that. So, I think it's definitely in our culture. It is so true. I don't think we pull our bootstraps together. You couldn't get your feet in your boots. <laughs> but you, I think you Once pull them wrong. up. You pull them up, <laughs> and so uh, I love it. Yeah, but that is, and it, you know, I think that. As Americans, we have to realize that we have grown up uh, in the with the echo of the American dream, mm-hmm. um, and we've grown up in that kind of shadow, and it really can distort what the gospel truly is. Mm-hmm. And you know, the American dream, and I love our country. It's not the gospel, you know, and it's not this rugged, self-independent, you know, uh, you know, kind of do it on your own mm-hmm. kind of person, a self-made man or woman. You know, we are Christ-made mm-hmm. men and women, and boy, that's a beautiful thing. Definitely, definitely. So our final announcement here, and we've been excited to do this. We kind of hinted at it last week. Can we have a um, drum roll? That was <laughs> <laughs> so bad. It was terrible. <laughs> but we're going to be going, what was it, the next seven weeks, I believe? There's seven sections to the book you got in your hand. Right I now. do. And I'm so excited. It's not a very big book, and so let me encourage all the listeners out there in the KC Cornerland to... Get this book if you don't have it. Journey with us. We would really love for you to journey with us. It's one of the greatest little books that I've written. Um, It's by Tim Keller. It's called The Prodigal God. And it's all based on Luke 15. And Luke 15 is the telling of, you know, it's it's the prodigal son story, which we're going to find out that maybe that's misnamed the prodigal son story. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've actually read a couple of books on the prodigal son story or Luke 15, the first one was by Henri Nouwen, uh, The Return of the Prodigal, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, which was fantastic in and of itself. You can see that that painting up there is a Rembrandt painting mm-hmm. of uh, uh, what he depicted of the returning of the younger son. Um, and it really was meaningful to me to the point where I literally bought you know <laughs> print of that to have in my study to remind myself who I am. But Tim Keller, you know, Tim, I think, is uh, in my lifetime has been the greatest preacher of the gospel of anybody I've ever heard. The guy is brilliant. Uh, pray mm-hmm. for him. He's he's battling pancreatic cancer. Please pray. Um, but Tim, um, I've had the privilege of, of, of knowing Tim, uh, spending time with him, and what he does to unpack the prodigal God or the prodigal son's story is amazing. It's been life uh, transforming for me and for others. Uh, remember we had David Outing preach um a couple of weeks ago, just love David. David and I went through this book as well, and, mm-hmm. and just at a kind of a tough time, and just be reminded of the really it's a story of who God is mm-hmm. and what Jesus has done, and how much we need Him, and who we tend to be. So, um, 
It's the prodigal God recovering the heart of the Christian faith. Uh, it's so beautifully gospel. So come join us, and uh, mm-hmm. we will we'll start. Uh, there'll be a section, and we'll just dive into this next week. So please um, go ahead and order the book. I mean, I think you can get it paperback for under ten bucks. I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty cheap, folks. So uh, uh, jump on that and. Uh, join us um it'd be great if there was a way if you want to ask a question or comment to send it to pastor jeff at kingschapelfl.com we'd love that too so uh, we'd love to include you in this yeah we're giving you guys homework yeah it's not that bad it's i think the longest one was like 18 pages or something and usually about 12 15 pages a week so seven sections next seven weeks at the end of these shows we're gonna just talk a little bit about each one so we're excited and again the prodigal god by tim keller yeah it sounds great so come join us for that not only is there always room in the corner for you but there's always room in our book studies for you too so <laughs> come join us and see you guys this sunday yeah that's right come out we'd love to see you if not join us online <laughs>